Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We've got a wonderful show in store for you. Uh, Unfortunately, my guest can't make it into the studio today, um, so we have her on the phone, but we'll bring her on shortly. Um, We are uh, doing our Facebook live stream as usual, and we already got a bunch of viewers on the Facebook Live. Welcome, Steve, John, and uh, Anne. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you've all had a great week since last Thursday. As you know, we do this every Thursday at 12 noon to 1 p.m. live. And uh, we always start with our quotes of the day. You know, I've really gotten a lot of comments lately of people really appreciating the quotes of the day and how apropos they are. So uh, I'm going to uh, start with our quotes from the universe and from Abraham. So let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. If you would simply think deeply on the things you've loved most about life, on the things you loved most about yourself, and of the main challenges you've faced, whether behind you or in the moment, you will then know in an instant, beyond a shadow of a doubt, exactly why you chose this lifetime. Besides being a genius... (laughs) Most fondly, the universe. Uh-huh. We love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. I really like this one, to think deeply about the things you've loved most in life. You know, we have a tendency, and it's just the way the human brain works, to, to focus on the negative, to focus on, you know, oh, what this person did wrong, about uh, this problem, that problem. And, and we forget that there's tons of things in life that we love, that we enjoy, that we uh, really light us up. And it's so easy to forget those things when we're in the hustle and bustle of day-to-day life. And, you know, it, it, I think this quote from the universe is really just trying to remind us that no matter how dark, no matter how difficult, no matter um, how, um, how, how much things may knock us off our center, that there are things about life that we love that light us up, that like give us so much joy, that just open our heart. And so I invite you to just take a moment between now and next week. Uh, thank you, Dennis, for all the hearts. And, and just think about what are the things about life you really love? What, and, and even if you're not doing them right now, what are the things you love to do in life? You know, is it, is it being out in nature, going for a hike, going to the ocean, hanging out with friends, going to see a, a play, a concert, a movie, you know, listening to music? What are the things that you really love about life? And just like meditate on those things and see how it feels and see if that does not just light you up and uh, really make you feel better. And then you really know why we're here, right? And, 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 you know, what's really interesting about that is when we think about the things we really love, what is the next natural impulse, right? What do we normally do next? We want to share them with people, right? We, 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 we're experiencing this great stuff, and, and like, we just want to tell everybody about it. And to me, like, that's the other reason why we're here. It, it, it's, yes, it's to enjoy life tremendously and to share it with everyone else so that they can enjoy it as well. So uh, I, I hope you feel that way as well. And I really want you to think about this, uh, you know, for this week until next week's show. Think about the things you love and, like, who do you want to share it with? And just think of one person. Maybe just find one person and share one thing that you love with that person. And just see how they respond and see how you feel in the process. 
I think that'll be something that you know most of you will will really take to heart and really enjoy. So so thank you. Oh, thank you, Dennis, for sharing the video. Please, if anyone else uh, who's listening loves it, uh, please share the video. Alex, thanks for joining as well. Uh, of course, if anybody you know throughout the entire show, if you have questions, comments, uh, please uh, uh, just put them in the comments field. Uh, you're quite welcome, Dennis. Um, uh, put them in the comments field, and, and I promise I'll, I'll do my best to get to them. All right, so that was the universe. Let's see what Abraham has for us today. Ooh, actually, a rather apropos one. Let's talk about this. Death is an inevitable cycle, but sickness before death is a symptom of resistance. Most people think they've got to be sick to die, but you could be like the cat who chooses to get run over, or you could just lie down in your bed happily one night, so content and thoughtless, wanting nothing in this physical world, and just reemerge back into pure positive energy. You can play it out any way you choose. Abraham. Now, this is a really beautiful quote, and, and it actually gives me a great excuse to also bring up something recently. Um, you know, we all have really interesting views on death. And lots of times we look at it as such a sad thing, as a loss. But death is something that actually we can use in our life. And I actually wrote a blog post about it. You're going to see it uh, next Tuesday when it gets published. Um, if you want to read it, sign up for our newsletter on talkradio.nyc. Make sure you subscribe and it, it'll, it's right there at the top of the newsletter and it'll get published Tuesday morning. But death is an inevitable part of life, and it's and it and it's there's such a lack of conversation in our life about death, and and because and and we had a whole show about this in the past. I had a wonderful person come on about love your life to death was the name of the show in the book. I can't remember the the woman's name, but it's all about you know we're so unprepared for death because we never talk about it, but death is absolutely a very important part of life. And uh, for those of you in the consciousness, spiritual, new age world like myself, you know we recently lost a huge, I don't want to say lost, uh, we recently a huge figure in the world transition, Louise Hay, um, on uh, August 30th, transitioned into the non-physical, and Louise Hay, it, to me, is like the epitome of, of, of like, going through your own journey, finding your own healing, sharing it with the world, and building a movement around it. I mean, this woman is responsible for bringing to our attention so many wonderful thought leaders and healers and spiritual teachers. I mean, Hay House Publishing uh, is is just an awesome venture, and, and they have their own radio program and podcast. And, and Louise Hay, she's such an inspiration and has been such an imp- inspiration for people for years. And her book, um, uh, 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 I have it on my show. You Can Heal Your Life. Thank you, Rob. Our engineer, Rob, uh, reminding me. Um, you Can Heal Your Life. It has, it, like, so many people I've talked to, like, that was their initial sort of step on the path for healing and consciousness and enlightenment. And, and she's touched so many people around the world. And, and I don't want to say it's a sad thing that she transitioned because I really want to try and shift that conversation around death being something sad as to being something that's just part of life that's inevitable. And you know what? It can be something extremely motivational and can really help us if we use death the right way. If we keep death as our constant companion, not as... Uh, something to fear because it's the unknown, not because, you know, oh my God's going to take someone away from me, but it's as a companion, it helps to keep us present. It helps to keep us focused. It helps to remind us of what's really important in life and what's not. You know, someone does something and you feel like cursing them out. If you keep death as your constant companion, maybe you'll say to yourself, you know what? It's not really that important. What am I getting so upset over? This is just their path. You know, death can be an amazing tool. And, it, and it's not necessarily about other people's death. It's even our own death. You know, there's this whole Buddhist philosophy about the impermanence of life. 
And for some people, that sounds really scary. I don't know why. You know, it, it, it's because we we choose not to talk about it. But if if we if we just treat death as a natural part of life and not something to be feared because of it's the great unknown and not something to be feared because we feel it's a loss. You know, John D. Martini has an amazing process um, called the breakthrough process where he shows you that that. You know, the energy of any individual in your life, if they've transitioned, that energy starts showing up in other people in your life. There never really is any loss. Right? And the first law of thermodynamics energy can neither be created nor destroyed, it merely transforms state. Right? And I understand, you know, if, if you're a parent and you've lost a child or, or, or you're a son or daughter and, and you've lost, um, you know, a parent or someone close to you, or if you lost your, your spouse or your longtime companion, you, you know, yes, it feels like a loss because they're physically not there anymore. But that's because we focus so much on the physical. If we focus more on the energetic, on the spiritual, on the emotional side, you know, sometimes we can have an even greater relationship with that individual um, that's no longer here in the physical. I had a dear friend of mine, a brother who died unexpectedly. His name was Marius. I, I did many shamanic journeys with him. He was so heart-focused, and, and it's really amazing to think he went back to Poland to be with his parents. It was the middle of the winter. The, cold, the winter was really cold, and he died of a heart attack. And this man, he had the biggest heart of anybody I knew. I love him dearly. I still have a relationship with him. I still remember him in my morning prayers. You know, death is not a reason for us to stop having a relationship with someone or something. So two wonderful, amazing quotes. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. You can email me directly at Sam at the com or Sam at talkradio.nyc. You can comment in the comment field of our Facebook live stream. Um, but let me know uh, what you think about our quotes and now it is my extreme pleasure to introduce to you Arielle Starbird who is a shamanic energy healer and a spiritual counselor she founded the pure heart a center in New York City which offers services that aid people in discover, rediscovering their truest selves that helps people to reach optimal levels of health and well-being. Ariel has studied many different modalities including uh, those of shamanic medicine, angel healing, Reiki, matrix energetics, past life regression, hypnotherapy, bioenergetics, yoga, astrology, numerology, energy psychology, body work, breath work, meditation, dance, and movement therapy, kinesiology, dowsing. I mean, I think she's probably one of the few women who studied more modal healing modalities than I have. Uh, and like so many others, you know, Ariel had her own struggles and, and her own life challenges, but she still has a tremendous passion for helping humanity and the planet. So that's why we're having her on the show today. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant, Ariel. Hi there. How are you doing? Great, great. Can you speak up just a little bit for us? You're a little low there. Okay, is this better? A little bit better, a little bit better. Um, uh, I apologize. I took so long with the quotes of the day today because they were so good that we're, we're running up against a break soon. So we just have a minute. So I'm, I'm going to wait to have you give the audience uh, your introduction and your, and your uh, um, you know, kind of get into your background a little bit. But, but I just wanted to ask you, what did you think about the quotes of the day that I read? Well, it was news for me about Louis Hay. I hadn't, I hadn't heard that. I've been uh, so busy writing the article that, but I really appreciated what you said about um, keeping death close mm. and not in a morbid way, but in a way that uh, honors the light and the shadow aspects of life. I think that's very, very important. And uh, this is what I love about shamanic healing is that it's very much about shadow integration and not being uh, being afraid to go into the dark side and into the unknown. Mm. Um, because, it, yeah, like I said, not in, a, not in some sort of masochistic or morbid way, but right. always embracing the unknown, right. you know. And the unknown is always, quote-unquote, dark because, you know, if you're... Uh, 
if you're if you're if you're like me and you came to this planet to bring light into dark places, then we're always going into dark places, <laughs> you know. And it's it's just it's part of um, uh, it's part of our mission in in healing, you know. Right. I feel like I, I've devoted my life to healing. Right. And uh, uh, I, I definitely feel that, like a lot of times when I talk about my experiences with SRA in my lab, th- there is sometimes a reaction of like, oh, that's morbid. There's there's too many stories of death there, and I'm like, well, yeah. look, that's my experience. Right. <laughs> you know, I, you, you might not like it, but that that's just what it is. And right. and uh, and I'm not trying to be morbid when I talk about the death experiences, like ha- having been killed over and over, you know, with drowning and things like that. But it's just. Um, there, there is something to be learned from that. There's some, there is a way to heal from that, and there's a way to find meaning in death. Right. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, great. So uh, we're going to take our first break. Um, so please hold on. And uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your background, you know, what kind of uh, you, uh, motivated you to, to, to study all these v- different healing techniques and, and, and sort of your own stuff. And then we're going to get into the SRAs and, and talking all about this. Uh, and we'll get into what an SRA is and, and all okay. that great stuff. Um, and a uh, big shout out more viewers on the facebook live stream welcome jane uh, marcel and camillo so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity my guest this hour is ariel starbird and we will be right back after these messages you're listening to the talking alternative network to connect with. Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Follow Me Friday Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your your digital digital connectors. connectors. Woo! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Uh, we're speaking with Ariel Starbird. So, Ariel, uh, I mean, you've studied a ton of, of healing modalities. Uh, there are very few people I know who are so dedicated to it. Uh, I'm just curious, like, uh, were you always kind of on this different path, on sort of a more uh, spiritual path or a healing path for most of your life, or is this something that developed later in your life? You know, definitely yes, from the very start. Uh, it's just when I was younger, I wasn't doing it consciously. I was just literally following my passion. I wanted, mm. I, I did what I wanted to do. And right. uh, my, my passion, you know, I very much identify with Chiron, you know, the mythical being Chiron, the, the wounded, wounded healer. healer uh, yeah. Right, and uh, doing a lot of wounding when I was younger, but, pers- but always pursuing the truth and pursuing paths of healing just naturally automatically and that that led me through all the different modalities hmm. you know, i was like a kid at a candy store i love this and i love that oh, this is amazing i just want to learn it yeah you know i don't want to <laughs> stop learning <laughs> right right so um, it was yeah do you consider yourself like psychic at all or or, or just intuitive i mean how would you classify your abilities besides being a healer you know different Subcultures use the word differently, and yeah. um, I mean, if we talk, you know, then there's the word psionic, you know, where some people don't want to use the word psychic. I, like I, I don't want to get into the politics of language, but yeah, psychic, intuitive, both. Um, I just, you know, when I when I talk 
you know, in marketing, I don't put the word psychic usually because it attracts the wrong people. Like they want right. to predict the future. They think I use a crystal ball. It right. has nothing to do with that at all. It's, um, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like to do that kind of work. I like to focus on deep healing and uh, uh, find, finding meaning in your journey. Right. You know, and, and intuitive and psychic information comes to me. Right. Uh, but I, I just, I really hate it when people want me to tell, you know, predict the future and do right. and stuff like that. And gotcha. So that's why I don't like to use that word too much. But it's uh, if we talk about the strict you know, the strict meaning of the word of being able to see into other dimensions, being able to be clairvoyant and clairaudient and clairsentient, then yes, I'm all those things. Uh-huh, okay. To a degree, you know, I don't think right. I, you know, maybe God is 100% all those things and knows everything. I don't know everything for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite flawed, but uh, I do get information from other other beings i see my guides since i was a kid i could see my guides yeah i was going to ask you that so like as a child did, did were there any manifestations of these abilities yeah pretty much from birth from birth um, oh okay and yeah and i remember i remember myself when i was very very little when i was less than one years old just laying oh, wow. in the crib and seeing all kinds of beings both light and dark just appear around me and interact with me Oh, I just, wow. you know, I wrote an article. I was, I stayed up all night last night writing this article that I've been really wanting to get out for for several weeks, and finally I had to just do it. Um, and I only talk about a few experiences, and there's a lot more. I have a lot of memories, and mm-hmm. I have a lot of different journals that I have to keep organized. And there's more and more memories that come to me throughout. You know, as I get older, they they keep coming to me. And I, you know, some people wonder, how is it possible to remember yourself when you're so young? Right. Well, it's possible, especially if you're intuitive, you know. Right. Uh, there are a lot of books written by people who remember themselves in the womb, who did, um, sometimes they needed to do different healing modalities, different healing modalities like bioenergetics or shamanic journeying or past life regression or regression, you know, hypnotic regression. So, so, but sometimes people have spontaneously, they just recall these memories spontaneously. Maybe their guides give, give it to them right. so they can heal. It. And sometimes people recall it in dreams. For me, it's all of the above. These things come to me spontaneously, and I've used tools to facilitate the recollection. But I have memories of myself from before I incarnated onto uh-huh. this planet. I have, and I wrote about about that in the article a little bit. I have memories of myself between incarnations. You know, interacting mm-hmm. with light beings before I made the decision to come here. I have memories of actually incarnating, traveling to a tunnel of light and incarnating into this body. And I have memories of when I was very little, just a few, I have memories of myself in the womb wow. uh, and conversa- overhearing conversations of, that my mother had with other people while I was in the womb. And, and, and I remember myself being born. Right, um, so I'm curious, I, I um, so I'm curious uh, with, with, with this. Very early memories, you know, from before one years old and two years old and three years old. Right. So I'm curious, like, yeah. as you were growing up, um, you know, uh, many of my guests talk about how, like, you know, as you start getting older uh, and maybe into, like, uh, you know, the teenage years, like, uh, you start noticing that, like, other people don't quite have able to perceive things the same way and you got get teased for it or your parents tell you, oh, don't talk about that and it kind of turns off or shuts down until you get older. Did that happen to you or did you always kind of keep this, uh, a, 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 you know, sense with you? Oh yeah, that definitely happened to me uh, when I was younger, and I I think I just thought everybody was having these experiences. Like I would go to sleep, and my consciousness would wake up, and I would have this whole other life during dream time, mm. where I would be traveling to other dimensions, other planets, interacting with beings, and I just thought that was normal, and everybody was doing it. So when I would go to school and tell people that I went to this other planet and I interacted with those beings or I saw angels, people were like, "Oh, she's crazy." She's, yeah. You know, and that, and I was definitely bullied when I was very little, like uh, in first and second grade, of that uh, that I was just crazy, and and eventually it shut down. Right. You know, and plus on top of that, it was being part of um, uh, a cult and having to experience a lot of traumatic experiences, like being part of what they call now pedagate, which is just pedophilia. In uh, my my mother's side of the family was in the military. On my father's side, there was a satanic cult, and I suspect they were actually connected. And that's maybe why the two, you know, my parents were brought together. You know, I only realized that later. But having had those experiences, that was also causing me to shut down because they kept, you know, after every experiment or after every experience, they were wiping my memories. 
and it was causing a lot of uh, it was causing me to, to, to for, you know to, for, to forget not just the experience that happened but to forget whole chunks of my life and forget and, my ability and how old were you when those things were going on I suspect that I was part of my lab since either since I was born up until about age eight or very, very young, maybe one or two. I don't know right now what was the first experience, but I recall paranormal experiences since, you know, pretty much since birth. Right, um, right. Seeing other other entities, and it was the other higher level Draco and Archontic entities that are in charge of those programs. Anyway, it's not really just evil human beings who just decide to do these complicated rituals and experiments. They are they are guided and told in, in certain cases exactly what these archontic entities expect them to do. And so, for those who don't know what an archontic entity is, it, uh, the word archon is uh, coming from Gnostic Christianity, where the Gnostic Christians had a very detailed explanation of their worldview and of the rulers, quote unquote, lords mm-hmm. of this physical realm, and they called them archons, were essentially very high-level demonic entities. Um, uh, some say that they're the same thing as fallen angels. Some also call them macrobes. And um, John D. You know, was was known to contact macrobes. Michael Sarian talks about macrobes. He wrote a whole book about them. Essentially, macrobes and archons are the same thing. Mm-hmm. And these are AI-like, machine-like, giant amoeba-like entities that have this hive mind, artificial intelligence linear type of thinking with no love and no compassion and they they traverse the universes uh essentially trying to consume all life and um human beings on this planet basically don't even don't even a lot of times realize that that's what they're dealing with and that's why a lot of the psyops and a lot of the programs the mk ultra programs the the word psyops stands for psychological operation which is um social engineering carried out by secret services and the government, a lot of times people don't even realize the level at which they're being attacked. You know, they, they just see the physical, but it's not on the physical. It's a very old spiritual war. It's at the level of mind, spirit, soul, and subtle energy. Right. And unless people are able to pick up subtle energy, they won't even realize the level of attack. So a lot of people fall for these uh, psyops. And so don't how? Have, and I and I have. Right. And and, and so recovering from that. How how old were you when, like, you realized something was wrong? I mean, like you said before, like your mind was wiped. So it, 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 you know, I, I take it you didn't remember these things until later. But it's like, when did you like really start your path towards healing? When you started like studying all these healing modalities, that that you you were like something's wrong here. I need to find out what it is. Well, the feeling of something is wrong here has always been there, and it was very strong. It's like, I really like the quote in, in The Matrix that says, it's like a splinter in the mind that you just can't pull out. But that, that feeling that that splinter is there, that's always been there. And it was after 9-11, because I was going to art school in New York, and I was on my way to class when I saw 9-11 happen. Right. And uh, it was very, it was several months after that that I started to have massive downloads of memory and a spiritual reawakening where like just massive amounts of information were being dumped into my memory it was a, it was a full-on reawakening I, I literally wow. felt like I was in a trance for like two years just walking around not really able to fully be present in the physical reality because I was getting all this information mm-hmm. I was getting memories all the all the memories that were wiped they were all coming back to me gotcha. like spontaneously within a matter of a few months gotcha. and then it was like what just happened you know what, what did i just remember um and past lives also had a lot of memories of past lives exactly. okay gotcha and a lot of uh information just straight information about the way reality actually works all the questions that i've asked for years were now all being answered all at once and then i had to sort through it it took me like some months to like get a grip and put it all together and um and you know i had you know i was getting the sense that i'm not the person who i thought i was and um and i feel that was brought on because you know 9-11 
made me terrified. Not externally. Externally, I didn't feel fear, but deep inside, I felt like I could die any minute. That we could get attacked. Mm. I mean, this was like happening in your backyard. You know, right. I was afraid that we would get bombed any minute. And I think that feeling of I could die any minute. I better do meaningful things. What did I come here to do? I better hurry up and get it done. Mm. That um, made that sparked and catalyzed the bringing about of all my natural gifts and talents that were hidden along with uh, entrapped kind of inside those bu- uh, bubbles of memory. Right, you know? right. Okay, well, let, let's let's yeah. hold it there for a moment. We, we, it's time for us to take another break. When we come back, let's talk about what an SRA is and and why it, it's, uh, you know, healing from that and helping people with that has become such an important part of your life, okay? All right, so everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our show airs every week live, 12 p.m. Eastern to 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Um, we do this every week, Thursday, 12 p.m. Eastern to 1 p.m. Eastern, as well as on our Facebook live stream. If you want to hop onto the Facebook live stream, you can always find it at uh, facebook.com slash talking alternative. Getting lots of thumbs and hearts from my good friend, Dennis Prophet. Thank you so much, Dennis. Really appreciate it. Glad you're enjoying the show. Um, so, Ariel. Uh, you, you you had this awakening after 9-11. You had this, this, this kind of internal extreme fear that got you to really take a look at your life and, and really start to heal from it. And then you, you started to learn about SRAs. What's an SRA? So SRA stands for Satanic Ritual Use. And when I first started to get the, these uh, memories... I didn't know what that was either. I just had the memories. And it took me actually several years to put the two and two together because I went online, I started to research what, you know, has other people had those kinds of experiences and it all fell into that one category. And it took me a while to say, oh, so that, so I was part of a cult. So that was, that's what that's called. It, you know, it, because my family isn't into healing, my biological family. They, they're very wounded people. They just sort of, survive they don't they've never like i gave my mother the book you can heal your life from louise hey she never read it i gave her the movie she never watched it mm. so they're they they're they're too maybe too scared they don't get it they were definitely part of it 
but they're just stuck. I mean, like right. when I interact with them, I feel like I'm 50 years ago. Like they're wow. stuck, so you know, in the past, and you know, maybe it's an immovable rock. <laughs> you know, where maybe they're going to need to come back to these experiences in future lives and do past life regression into this life in order to heal what they went through. Right. Um, and so as you started to do your research, um, yeah. you discovered that it, it wasn't necessarily so new, unique to you, was it? Exactly. And now there are so many people um, coming out and talking about it. I mean, I could, I could name names for the next 30 minutes of all the people who are publicly talking about it and writing about it. And it's, it's very difficult. And when people first started, they were getting attacked and it was dangerous. You could get assassinated. The cult could come after you. Now there's so much of it that people could people still get attacked for it but it's just a lot less i think people are in general are a lot more aware that this is this is more the norm rather than the exception you know that that there are a lot of cults uh these are these are not um very fringe uh things that 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 the, you know and when the, the information about pedigate popped out in 2016 uh, it really became obvious to people who were doing, you know, serious research that these these cults pretty much penetrated all the areas of life: the politics, medicine, um, cor- you know, corporate, uh, military, everything. Yeah. There, there is there isn't any one area of life that is not involved with some cult, you know, right. where where there is satanic activity going I, I, on. I, I know you said all that the like th- there are tons and tons of people coming out talking about. Look, can you give us just <laughs> one or two maybe? recognizable names to give people an idea of people who've talked about this? Definitely. I mean, one of the most famous people in the United States is Cassie O'Brien. She's been talking about it for, I think, at least 30 years. Wow. You know, and when she first came out, that information was really new. And um, and Roseanne Barr came out and supported her and said also, yes, MK Ultra rules in Hollywood. And they were talking about uh, MK, MK Ultra just stands for Mind Control Ultra, which is German. So that's why it's with a K. It's MK mm-hmm. uh, Mind Control but mind control is very broad, and there are many other programs that involve mind control that have slightly different names. You know, so when when I say my MK Ultra, I, I mean in a very general sense, including all the other kinds of uh, different types of mind control around the globe, because now it's global. You know, the my lab stands for military abduction. It's very connected with SRA, satanic ritual abuse. A lot of these uh, people who are experiencers of of my lab. Uh, it's essentially a cult, a military satanic cult, versus just simply a religious satanic uh, right, cult. Right. Um, now, th- this, I mean, when people start to research and get into this, you can really go down a very deep, dark rabbit hole and just, like, end up, uh, you know, wanting to kill yourself, thinking, oh, my God, the world is so dark, there are all these, you know, people doing all these horrible things. Uh, how do you keep yourself from uh, from just getting despondent and, 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 and being stuck in despair as you as you start to learn about all this stuff? Well, I think that's inevitable. I think once people really learn the truth, it's inevitable they're going to get sad and they're going to be angry and they're going to go through the whole gamut of positive and negative emotions. And I think that's actually a very good thing. People need to feel. They can't be in apathy. They can't say, I can't look at this information. It's, it's, it's too scary or I'm too busy because that's not compassionate. That's not evolving. That's not a path towards enlightenment. Truth truth is, is, is truth and it, and it should be looked at no matter how it makes you feel but I but I, I think that if, that at some point people you know people that those negative feelings will peak and then dissipate and then wisdom will, will start to settle in and people will start to get perspective I think that uh, everybody when they first learn about all this they go into those states and they just have to keep going like don't then turn around and run away keep going you're just just the beginning honestly. You know, and, and ultimately the journey is about being able to see all truth, being able to look at all information and not be not being afraid to look at any information or any story that a person might tell you. You know, not feeling like you have to invalidate or, or judge it or um, diminish it because you're afraid of it or put it away, but just, you know, be able to look at anything 
Right. Um, right. Um, and, and I'm yeah. curious. So, so you, you've studied all sort of these healing modalities. I mean, a tremendous list. Uh, I, I know from personal experience we tend to do these things for our own healing. But, but have you now started to help other people who have had similar experiences? Well, I, I've been. I've, I've had a practice for about 12 years helping people uh, with all kinds of things, not only these kinds of experiences, but just people on their journeys. Um, I've, I've built up um, a full-time practice over the years, even before I remembered everything. I've had a practice in New York for, for uh, now about 12 years. And just a few years ago, I was um, helping a lot of people come out of cults. And uh, I just started to get those clients who wanted help to leave cults. I didn't specifically reach out to them. They just started to come to me. And uh, so that was very interesting. And I had some death threats, and I sort of stopped doing it for a while. But um, I came back to do it because I feel like it's very needed right now. Mm. And if people like me who are here to do that work, who are here to be on the front lines of change, if we cower in corners and nothing is going to get done, then the dark forces are just going to continue. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on one hand, I'm just one person, and there's only so much I can do. On the other hand, one person can do a lot. Right. Because if I right. can help even 100 people in my lifetime right. to leave calls and for them to openly share their stories, that can change the world. Right. Oh, exactly. Kathy O'Brien changed the world, and she's yeah. just one person. You get, you're getting so some, met, some thumbs up and hearts on the Facebook live stream on that one. Um, oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what would be your, like, initial advice? Let's just say somebody's listening to this show. Could be today, could be five years from now. Or the, they see the Facebook live stream and they're like, oh, my God, I know exactly what she's talking about. I feel the same way. Like, what's your initial advice to people of, like, what what should they or can they do to, to start to heal, to, to, to get away from sort of all this uh, stuff? Well, there, there's several things, of course. One, meditation. It's, very, it's, it's going to be, like you said, it's inevitable that when you start to remember these things and research these things, you go into fear, and that's okay. Feeling fear is, is part of healing, but you also then have to meditate to bring yourself into a more positive, calm space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so meditating every day, especially if you can sit in nature on the ground and meditate, mm-hmm. it's ideal, you know, because you sitting on the earth and having your skin touch the earth is hugely healing and grounding right, and right. A lot, remembering a lot of these things can throw you out of your body you know because you start to, to actually go into these memories and a lot of them involve you being out of your body because that's what happens if you go into shock or trauma right right, right. yeah you like know, the traumatic the so traumatic it's very easy to start to disassociate so if right. you meditate exactly. ground yourself that will help for you to heal faster to talk only to people who can be supportive and who can help don't talk to random people because some people will say oh that's dangerous or that person's crazy and they'll try to lock you up or or just enemies who will you know who may be part of the cult who don't want you to leave they have to be careful who you talk to about this and three uh just allow yourself to be guided as to whatever modality is going to be most helpful because there are so many and uh no one from the outside can really tell you which one is going to be most helpful at a particular time well maybe some people could give you advice on that but you'll feel it in your heart when you come across these different modalities you know is it more helpful to start with pathless aggression or is it more helpful to really do deep spiritual cleansing first or is it more helpful to do rebirthing in the water it's very individual where you are in your path and eventually you might do all of these things like I did I just as soon as I resonated with a modality I just did it and I got as much out of it as I could and then I moved on to the next one and those that I felt were the most helpful I took on as part of my toolbox to help others Right. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Believe it or not. Wow. The hour go by real fast. We've got our last commercial break coming up. Uh, I just want to remind our, our Facebook live stream listeners, if you have any questions, feel free to type them in the comments section. If you'd like to call in and ask Ariella a question directly yourself, our call-in number is 877-480-4120. Uh, when we come back, maybe, Ariel, you can give us just an example of maybe one person who you've helped and, and what their he- healing process looked like, okay? Okay, sure. Wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And our guest this hour is Ariel Starbird. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Hello, this is Mark Torres. And Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano. And listen to our show, It Came From The Radio, right here on talkradio.nyc, every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We talk about entertainment, movies, comic books, and other news. So make sure you check us out. That's right here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Wednesday, talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Ariel Starbird. Um, so, Ariel, can you maybe give us one example uh, of uh, someone who you've helped heal or helped kind of through the process and, and what that was like? Sure. If I could give several, I'd like to give several, but I can give one definitely that, that jumps out at me right now. <clears throat> um, I, there was a guy who had a uh, his own uh, holistic medicine practice mm-hmm. and someone told him to go to this shaman to do uh, a, a dr- essentially a drug ritual that involved three different drugs I believe it was ayahuasca, LSD and something else I can't remember right now what, maybe peyote or something like that all in one, oh. and he's never done wow. any of that stuff before, wow. and he didn't realize that this guy was really not of his integrity, he was more like a dark sorcerer uh. Uh, but he was collecting a lot of people around him who were doing these journeys. And so when he uh, went on this retreat, at first it, he was kind of going, you know, his journey was, his trip seemed to be okay. But then he started to encounter a lot of dark entities. He was basically getting possessed. He was, these, these drugs were not helping him expand his consciousness. Instead, they were uh, opening up his psychic doors to a lot of dark entities. And he literally saw hundreds and hundreds of dark entities come into his body uh, because he was going in, you know, uh, either it was just not for him, you know, doing that combination, that cocktail was not for him or just the whole thing was not for him. You know, having, having, having done some medicine work myself, I, I can tell you, I've never heard of anybody using LSD in combination with ayahuasca or any other medicines because LSD is very much an artificial, uh, substance. I mean, not that, uh, you know, it hasn't been done recreationally by lots of people time, but like that combination, like that right there to me is a little bit of a red flag. Exactly. And not only were they doing that, but they were doing it over and over, like several times over a period of several days. Wow. Sometimes several times a day. And it was like, it was very, very damaging for this person. So by the time, so he was getting like massively possessed during the process and he felt it, but he didn't fully realize it and he had no idea how bad it was going to get. So by the time he left there, he was growling. He didn't hear growling in his mind. He was growling and he then basically, he couldn't function. He had thousands of these things on him. He kept going to healers who couldn't help him, who couldn't remove all these things because these were heavily aggressive entities that were not letting go. Um, you know, he was going to exorcists, he was going to religious, like Christian and Catholic exorcists, and that really wasn't working. He was going to people who just do like remote clearing, everything in between, the new age, the religious. He was doing the meditations online. I mean, this guy was trying everything, and nothing was really getting rid of these entities. So I, so eventually he found me, and at that time, for whatever reason, 
when people really didn't know where else to go, they would find me or they would, or they would get referred to me. I, you know, there was a period of time when I was working with people who were dealing with really heavy negativity. This is very, very hard work. I don't advise people to like, jump into that kind of work. I was already doing it for many years before people were coming to me. But still, it was, it was it's very heavy lifting. <clears throat> and it's very easy to get burnt out doing that kind of work. Right. So just, say, just saying to people, be careful. Um, so uh, I worked with him for several months, maybe eight months. Wow. And we just kept clearing all these entities and doing a lot of journeys. And eventually he was able to recover, I would say 90%, um, where he was able to go outside. He was able to not growl as mm. he's walking around. He was able to um, have conversations with people because all, all that was also accompanied with mass amount of terror where he was just chronically in fear. These are very, very dark places that people end up in. And a lot of people, I noticed, you know, um, a lot of even shamanic practitioners, they won't go to those places. They just won't work with those clients. Right. Too afraid to right. go into those places to help people out. And for whatever reason, at that point, I, I wasn't afraid. Um, not because I'm like so good, but I just was not. And I feel like it was because it was a calling. Yeah, yeah. And you've also had guys enough experience. wanted me to work right. with those types of people. And so they were supporting me in that. So it's not that I alone was going into those places, but I had a lot of support from the angelic and archangelic realms and my guides. And also, I didn't really talk about this on this show, but I mentioned it in the article that I had a walk-in. And a walk-in is when a higher frequency soul walks into the body. And I feel like because of that, then because it's a higher frequency soul that I now carry, and the previous soul who had all those experiences left, I'm not as susceptible. I'm not susceptible uh, to either mind control or triggering and things like that. And, and maybe, you know, it's very possible that the previous people who went through all those experiences wouldn't have been able to do all this work. Gotcha. Just, but the higher frequency soul is able to, gotcha. you know, because it's, you know, like me now is a combination of the experiences that I had before, but more as information and the higher frequency soul that can uh, manifest and work with high frequency energy. So I, so it's possible that I can go into those dark places and it doesn't attach to me. I don't like, it doesn't, uh, I don't run away in fear. I don't, um, those entities don't latch on to me. It just, that, that that's not what happens for me. Gotcha. No, gotcha. I'm, I'm, you know, but, but for, for some people that that does happen, if they go into those places, then they're the ones who then get attacked a lot. Right. And uh, so that's, that's why they're afraid. So I don't hold it against people that they're afraid, but I just think that there are a lot of people who can actually do higher frequency work if they try. It's just too many people are afraid. Right. And I right, guess I right. would encourage people to not be afraid. Right. You know, be careful while you're doing it, but, but go beyond what you think you can do. People, you know, push the envelope, do more, right. you know, because a lot of people need help right now, a lot. Yeah, yeah. There so, aren't enough practitioners doing it. Yes, absolutely. So if if, um, if, if somebody would like to, to find you and, 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 and have a consultation with you, uh, what's the best way for them to, to find out about you and reach you? So the best way is to go to my website, purehearthcenter.com, which is P-U-R-E-H-E-A-R-T-H. NCR. So it's not heart, it's heart, as in fire and fireplace. And uh, they can contact me through the contact uh, section uh, where they can email or call. That That's really the best way. Right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, well Ariel, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule for, for coming on to the show and educating our audience. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity to share all this information. And I hope people check out the article. There's a lot more details and where can they find the, my experience. Where can they find the article? It's in the blog section. It's, it's okay. the blog from, from yesterday. And I plan to write more articles on the subject uh, where I'll talk about in more detail the different experiences. And what I really appreciate is questions. If people okay. can email me comments and questions because that will help me to uh, formulate the information in a way that's most relevant. For wonderful. The public. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you so much, Ariel. You have yourself a wonderful day. And, uh, you know, the recording will be up on the website shortly. Okay, thank you so much. Have a really beautiful day, everybody. Much love. And you too. Take care. Yeah.
So uh, a big shout-out to Ariel for coming on board today. Um, And, of course, a big shout-out to all of our listeners. And I wanted to also uh, just remind people that, you know, if you've missed any of my previous shows and you'd like to, you know, catch up, I've had a number of, you know, different uh, healers, authors, spiritual teachers. You can find me on SoundCloud, on soundcloud.com slash conscious consultant. Um, there's uh, several weeks worth of our shows just on the talkradio.nyc website. You can just go to talkradio.nyc and click on either my headshot or scroll down a little bit to the Conscious Consultant Hour page um, and, and click on that and, and there are a couple of pages of, of shows there. And uh, we have uh, on the network, things are really growing and expanding. So as you guys know, following me immediately is Oscar Nordstrom with his show, the, our new show uh, off the beaten path talking all, all about uh, sort of the religious teachings of Jesus and, and other great people but not from a religious point of view but more from a uh, uh, as a teacher philosophy uh, the impact that it has on society because you know sometimes uh, you know we focus on the religious aspects which tend to have, have a tendency to divide us but when you go to sort of the core messages and this is something I've believed since I was a kid since I was a teenager that if you really go to the heart of any religion you're really going to find the same teaching so let's you know why don't we focus more on the things that bring us together instead of the things that separate us Um, I also want to make a big announcement I'm very very pleased to announce that in two weeks Uh, One of our favorite hosts is returning to Talking Alternative, Larry Sharp, who is running for the uh, governor's race for New York State uh, on the um, uh, Libertarian ticket, is going to come back and do a new show uh, on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m., starting on the 13th, I believe, uh, called The Governor's Mansion. And uh, he does, as uh, any longtime listener of Talking Alternative who, who heard his old shows in the past, no, Larry brings a very unique and different perspective um, to life and politics and uh, we love him and we're really really pleased and happy that he's coming back and uh, if you want to like know exactly when it starts and his topics make sure you go to talkradio.nyc and join our mailing list and you'll definitely get the updates and uh, you know we've really been adding more shows lately we've had two new shows in the last month or so uh, we've, we've got Larry coming on in a couple of weeks there'll be another new show coming on probably a couple of weeks after that um, we're really growing I'm really uh, proud of all the people involved in the station. I really appreciate, you know, Rob Kay for helping out with the engineering, Adam Weinberg, um, whose show is uh, immediately uh, after uh, Oscar Nordstrom's show, after my show, uh, Joan Pelzer for helping out with the social media. We really have a great group um, with this show. And of course, if there's anything I can do to help you, um, you know, I'm a coach, I'm a healer, I'm starting a new mastermind group in October. If you want to learn about that, if anything I say resonates with you please feel free to reach out sam at the conscious consultant.com or sam at talkradio.nyc thank you all for listening and we will speak with you next week You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. want to connect with are you an entrepreneur or entrepreneur looking to build your following welcome to our show follow, follow me friday, friday with joan and priya tune in every friday at noon eastern on talkradio.nyc we're, we're your digital, digital connectors, connectors. Woo <laughs> <laughs> Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? 
Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 